Jeppy Jans cultivated his fields in the summer, and in the winter he made wooden shoes. He also had an assistant, a lad, who understood how to make wooden shoes strong, light, and in fashion. They carved shoes and spoons, which paid well. No one could justly call Jeppy Jans and his family poor people. Little Ip, a boy of seven years old, was his only child, and little Ip would often sit outside and whittle sticks. One day, Ip succeeded so well in his carving that he made two pieces of wood look really like two little wooden shoes. He decided to give them as a present to little Christina, who was one year younger than Ib. Little Christina was the boatman's daughter. She was graceful and delicate. She lived in a hut on the neighboring heath with her father, who was a widower. He earned his living by carrying firewood in his large boat from the forest to the estate of Silkborg and other distant towns. There was no one he could leave little Christina with, so she was almost always with him in his boat or playing nearby. Sometimes, when her father had to go as far as the town, he would take little Christina to the cottage of Chevy Jans and Ib and leave her there. Ib and Christina got along very well, and they agreed on everything. Ib had never been on the heath where Christina's father lived, nor on the river. But at last came an opportunity. Christina's father invited him to go for a sail in his boat, and the evening before, he accompanied the boatman across the heath to his house. The next morning, the two children sat on top of a high pile of firewood in the boat. Christina's father and his assistant boatman drove the boat down the stream using poles. They floated on swiftly, for the tide was in their favor, passing over several lakes. At last, they came to the town of Silkborg and unloaded the firewood. Christina's father bought a bundle of eels and a piglet. These were placed in a basket in the stern of the boat, and then they all returned up the stream. This time, they hoisted sails and used the wind to help them get back up the stream. As they sailed on, they came to the place 
grabbed them and ate the fine young kernels, which were delightfully ripe. But there was another surprise and fright in store for them. Out of the thicket stepped a tall old woman, her face quite brown and her hair of a deep shining black. On her back she carried a bundle and in her hand a knotted stick. She was a gypsy. The children did not at first understand what she said. She drew out of her pocket three large nuts and once again told the children that they were wishing nuts. Ip looked at her and asked her if they could have the wishing nuts. The woman was quite kind and did give the nuts to the children. Ip and Christina looked at the wishing nuts with wide open eyes. Is there a horse-drawn carriage in this nut? asked Ip. Yes, there is a golden carriage drawn by two golden horses, replied the old woman. Then I would like to have that nut, said Christina. So Ip gave it to her. Ip held up another nut. Is there a pretty little scarf in this nut like the one Christina has on her neck? Asked Ip. There are ten scarves in it, replied the old woman, as well as beautiful dresses, stockings, and a hat, and a veil. Then I would like to have that nut also, said Christina, and Ip gave her the second nut. The third nut was smaller and darker than the prior two nuts. You may keep that nut, said Christina. It's not quite as pretty as the other nuts. What is in this nut? asked Ip. It will bring all the best, replied the gypsy, vaguely. So Ip happily put the nut in his pocket. Then the old woman promised to lead the children to the right path to find their way home. Ip and Christina finally did reach home, where they found everyone had been very anxious about them. They were pardoned and forgiven, although they really both had done wrong and did deserve to get into trouble. Christina was taken back to her father's house and Ip remained in the farmhouse. The first thing Ip did that evening was to take his little black nut 
laid it carefully between the door and the doorpost, and then shut the door so that the nut cracked. But there wasn't anything special inside the nut. It looked kind of rotten inside, like black dirt. Just what I expected, exclaimed Ip. This is not a special nut at all. I bet Christina won't find a golden carriage or fine clothes in her nuts either. Winter came, and then the new year, and then many years passed as Ip grew older. Ip and Christina finally reunited, and Christina showed him the two nuts that she still possessed. She kept them as fond memories of her childhood with Ip. Ip was happy she hadn't cracked them open and been disappointed. Even though Ip was a young adult, he still remained at home with his mother. Although his father had passed, Ip had become a clever shoemaker, but still helped his mother with the farm. He occasionally received updates about Christina from others who were passing through town. She was now a housekeeper for a rich innkeeper. Ip even received a letter from Christina. The letter mentioned that the innkeeper wife and husband made her a beautiful new dress and some nice underclothes. This pleased Ip. One day, in the following spring, Ip heard a knock at his door, and there stood Christina. She looked as elegant as a real lady and wore a pretty dress. On the other hand, Ip was still in his working clothes. He was still so happy to see her that he couldn't even utter a word. He just seized her hand and held it tight, beaming with joy. They did eventually sit down and talked endlessly. After a bit, Ip said, You are becoming quite a grand lady, Christina, and I am only a rough-working man. But I've often thought of you, and of old times. They went for a walk outside, and it became quite clear to Ip that Christina should be his wife. She had to depart the next day, but before she did, Ip spoke from his heart. Christina, if you can be content to live in my mother's house as my wife, we will be married someday. Oh yes, she replied. 
I believe that I do love you. But let me think about it. Then he kissed her, and they parted. During the next year, two letters passed between Ib and Christina, and each were signed, Faithful Till Death. Ib soon found out from his boatman that the rich innkeeper's son was also courting Christina. He did hear, though, that she was still true and committed to Ip, but this still dismayed him. He thought it over, and he said to his boatman, Christina must not refuse this good fortune. Ip sat down and wrote her a letter. In essence, the letter encouraged her to do what was best for her. He would always love her and be her friend, no matter what. The letter was sent, and Christina received it in due time. Several months later, Ip heard that Christina was marrying the rich innkeeper's son. Ip's mother noticed he'd grown very silent and pensive. Ip was thinking of old times and those three wishing nuts. Christina seemed to get her two wishes, a rich life filled with golden carriages and fine clothes. Ip wondered about his wishing nut. It never really seemed to do what it was supposed to do, which was to bring all the best. Several years went by again. The innkeeper husband and wife passed, and their son received the inheritance. Ip visualized Christina's life, filled again with golden carriages and beautiful clothes. He was genuinely happy for her. The wishing nuts brought her the happiness she deserved. Several more years passed. One spring day, Ip was guiding the plow across his field. The plow struck against something, which he figured was a large stone. Looking down, he saw a splinter of shining metal in the dirt. He dug around, and he uncovered a large golden armlet of superior workmanship. It was evident that the plow had disturbed a hun's grave. He searched further and found more valuable treasures, which Ip showed to the clergyman. The clergyman explained their value to him. Then Ip went to the magistrate who said, You have found in the earth the best thing you could find. Ip smiled 
Bring all the best, exclaimed Ib. Bring all the best indeed. And I found it in the dark earth. Well, it looks like the gypsy woman was right in her prophecy. Ib brought his treasures on the ferry boat to a museum in Copenhagen. The museum gave him gold in exchange of his gold artifacts. The amount didn't make Ip a rich baron, but it was a fair amount to make his life a lot better. Ip pocketed his very small fortune and walked happily throughout the great city. As evening approached, he turned down a side street to head back to the port for his return ferry ride home. He suddenly heard someone crying in a soft and subdued way. It was a little girl. She was sitting against a dirty wall under a dim lamp with her head on her knees. Ib approached her gently and asked what was wrong. She explained that she was lost. Luckily, she did know the name of her street. So Ib kindly walked with her to search for her home. After several blocks, the little girl recognized the street and ran up to an apartment door smiling. The door was narrow and encased by a wretched and shabby looking building. Suddenly, her mother appeared at the door, eyes red from crying. You found her, shouted the mother to Ib, hugging her daughter and Ib with glee. Please come inside and let me make you some tea, insisted the mother. Ib walked inside the small apartment. The dim light showed a grim scene. The inside was dirty and unkept. The air was heavy and stifling. Ip looked over and saw the mother crawl back under a pile of blankets on the couch. She must have forgotten about making his tea. He finally noticed that the mother was sick and had been physically unable to search for her daughter. Ip looked at the small girl and felt a protective kinship towards her and her mother. He turned towards the sick mother and inquired, Is there something I can do to help? Should I call a doctor? No, 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 no need at all. The mother replied, We will be fine. Ip didn't believe this. He knew she was refusing a doctor because she wouldn't be able to pay for it. Ip knew what he wanted to do, and it involved a big lie. 
he carefully explained to the woman that he was a very rich man who often helped those in need all throughout the city. Seeing that she understood, Ip reached into his pocket and placed his small fortune on her table. He knew it was the right thing to do. Ip smiled with a deep happiness he hadn't felt in a long time. As he walked towards the ferry, he thought about his wishing nut and realized he had misheard the old woman. She didn't say that the wishing nut would bring him the best. She had said that the wishing nut would bring out his best. And it did. This is the end of tonight's storytime episode. I hope you are deeply relaxed. If you'd like to listen to many more storytime episodes right now, then peek in the episode notes or visit sleepwhispers.com or perhaps you are now ready to fall deeply asleep. If so, 